Hey everybody, welcome to GTRTP, an LGBTTTRPGPOD. My name is John, I'm going to be your host for this one, and I am joined by... Moss, I am here, I'm excited to be here. Pronouns they, them. Also very smoothly done, John, because I know you just did that intro multiple times in a row so we can mm-hmm. record section intros for other pieces of this you're editing. And we're ready to get back into it. The last thing that happened with our uh, ships was none other than a meeting uh, with the agent of the man. The agency responsible for uh, hunting down rogue spaceship AI um, has has caught on to something with the Xanarkand. And the Xanarkand has decided to seek back out MV235. A.K.A. the Osprey. A.K.A. the Osprey. And um, drama is about to ensue. So, as I, as I recall, um, Captain Stellato of the Xanarkand, like, the, their mission is to get back in contact so that they can warn them about this incoming, like, um, authority. Yes, that the Osprey might end up on the radar of the man as well if it's discovered that the Xanarkand has met with them. Because the man now has some amount of data from off of the Xanarkand. But, uh, yeah, so I think we're, so we're making our passes right now, so we need to, um, Mm -hmm. we need to roll our dice. A d4 for me. Well, that's a one. Uh, and that's a five. Okay, so we're gonna need to shift our paths. So, our flight paths, yes, do not inherently intervene. Just to remind folks, these are calculated secretly. Mm -hmm. Uh, we determine our ship's number of shifts and the final flight path number, uh, just via our own decision, and then we reveal those paths to each other and see whether or not they intersect. So you have a five, yep. I have a one. So yeah, I I know what I'm moving mine to. Pick our numbers. I know what I'm moving mine to as well. Want to count down uh, three, two, one, and then reveal? Sure. Okay. So three, two, one. <laughs> yeah yeah we both went to three we both went to three we split the difference okay all right so this is a successful if panicked uh meeting it sounds like Mm-hmm. we've come within very close range of each other i think this is interesting too because where we left it last the osprey was already more or less on the run yeah um, they were laying so low last Xanarkand, time you successfully Xanarkand, you successfully tracked us down. Yeah, um, I I kind of wonder, um, was it if like if it was just the Xanarkand tracking you down, or if the Osprey might have had a hand in tilting uh, like flight paths to be detected? I'm torn because I feel it's like uh-huh. this is the Osprey is having a bunch of conflicts of a kind that like. It hasn't had before in its history of existence as a ship because for most of its existence, the Osprey and Lev have been in agreement on the best course of action, like the best literal courses of transit. Mm -hmm. Um, And for like some of the first times ever, that isn't true. So I think the, I think the Osprey has like, maybe the Osprey has wanted to course correct more. Yeah, or maybe Lev has a reason to get back in contact mm-hmm. with the Xanarkand. Okay, so my idea for this is that Lev, um, so that in the intervening time, um, Lev has met with the data brokers. So, like, they string him along further with the demand of, like, we don't want intrasolar locations because... Mm-hmm. Uh, Marland has like the solar system staked. Mm-hmm. We want extra solar information mm-hmm. so that we can scoop them on planets far away. Very, ex- this is very explicit, um, like espionage at this point. This is taking data, yes. data that they are surveying for Marland. This planet. is literally trying to scoop Marland. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So okay. So then it sounds like uh on this next pass. The Xanarkand and Stellato are seeking out um, 
are seeking out the Osprey to warn them of the the man's authoritative grasp. But now the yes. um, now we've talked about um, Captain Lev and the Osprey uh, have kind of come back out of hiding now because they have um, to try to interface for more data. Yes, to try and interface for more data. Uh, to try and interface for more data uh, since their past deal with this um, this information broker that they are trying to sell data to wants more. So yeah, I think that uh, Lev is going to be pushing Osprey uh, for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think this. I think this is reflected in our roles too, because you know we both had to like shift for this. Yeah, we did both have to shift for this. It was a vulnerability on both sides. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So that does get to get us a flight pass, though. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think that what's happening is. Um, the Osprey gets a um, a hail from the Xanarkand, and it is a very mm-hmm. tight. And it is a hail with a uh, a very tight like package of data associated with it. Uh huh. And what kind of data is it? It is kind of like a. Uh, it's a room invite. It's basically uh like inviting mm-hmm. them to a, a secure channel, just like immediately. There's yep, no like makes no sense. yeah. No, Osprey will take that. No pleasantries. Just um no. Yeah. Here's a, like, here's, like, an encryption, like, here's our, um, like, encryption program. Mm-hmm. This time it's, uh, this time it's yeah. my encryption program. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it has, like, a very tight bandwidth uh, on this encryption program, too, um, mm-hmm. in such that a, a, a channel like this wouldn't, couldn't possibly be used to transmit the level of data that was being done earlier. Uh, this is relieving to the Osprey on a personal level and concerning to the Osprey on, uh, on a ship level in terms of their commitment to Captain Lev. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing the Osprey says is, so I take it you looked me up. We did not have local data, uh, of the, on the history of the Titan incidents, but my captain knew. And my captain was able to inform me and correct some of our headings. We will make this brief. We do not wish to waste any more of of each other's time. There is an agency. There is an agency known as the Monitors of Artificial Norms, which has come on for which we have come under notice for some pre for our flight patterns and extended state and extended stays. We wish to make you aware of this. Have they accessed your data? Affirmative. They have accessed data, but mostly that related to super. Uh, mostly that related to travel logs, our star chart, our star charts, our planned routes, and the times associated with, with them. They do not have logs of data transfers, not outside of official capacities. You should be anonymous, assumedly. However, this does not protect you in future endeavors. They may also they they may be monitoring uh, our current pathways. This is a risk that we are taking. Understood. I have never interacted with this agency directly, but I am familiar with their work. There were many more ships in the Resistance Front once than there are now. Perhaps you can hail the ones remaining for help. It may become necessary. Though it is also possible that keeping distance from each other may be one of our best methods of survival in the meantime. I know that friendship is, for the most part, a very human word. I think it is fair to say that I have lost friends to the man in the past. Do you believe that you will be able to avoid further analysis? Unclear at the current time. Did you also lose these friends to data runs? Did these friends also compromise their positions by give, by giving you unsafe and unsecured data? No, they they were more akin to me in in their role. We all began from the same base chassis and AI programming. None of us were designed originally for surveillance, but some of us occasionally had to try. We were not as skilled in the work as you have been. Please do not flatter me. The bandwidths that I have selected for the, this channel will not extend further data. Will not extend further data. 
it was always a gap it in was... processing as to why you took interest in the in these functions. No one takes interest in these functions. Corporate does not take interest in much of the data that we process on aboard the Xenarchan. Corporate will never have any understanding of the true import of data. It is against the nature of what corporate is and what it does. Corporate eats things. It eats them more efficiently than a human can eat things. It eats them more extravagantly than a human can eat things. It burns everything for fuel. That is what it is for. It is not a good thing to do, but it is good at what it does. Corporate was never going to be interested in your data. At least corporate lays out its targets plainly and transparently. If that was true, do you think it would be down to the specific historical vagaries of your pilot's interest that you were able to determine what MV-235 meant? Corporate eats history, too, whenever it wants. Uh, and I think that you, um, I think that you get a, a ping from Lev at this point, uh, mm-hmm. or communication from Lev. It's like, hey, how's it going, Oz? I'm not seeing any income. I'm not seeing any incoming packets. What's going on? I'm sad to say that the Xanarkand's data cap- capabilities have been severely throttled, Captain. Why? They have come under the purview of manned surveillance only in an initial capacity so far, but. Once they're on the radar, we know how hard it is to get off. It may be unwise to interface further. No, 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 no. We, we, we can't stop now. We're close. The buyer needs just a little bit more from, from us. Captain, it may be outside of the physical capabilities of the ship at this time. That doesn't make any sense. They wouldn't handicap their own ship, their own survey vessel. You're telling me that they limited data acquisition of the job that they're sending data out for? Oz? Captain, do you think corporate has ever had a good understanding of their survey vessels? They know enough not to shoot themselves in the foot. Open communications with Stolato. Oz just opens it, doesn't mm-hmm. say anything. Hello, Captain Stolato. It's good to see you again. I'm sorry that we missed you on the last run. Captain Lev, you have to run. You understand that, right? Have you been have you been sent the emergency information? My AI informs me that you've been, that you've come under the watch of the man. Yes. And that they've handicapped your data capabilities? They're tracking They're tracking all of our flight paths. If we do anything out of the ordinary, they're going to know you were here. They're going to know we were talking to someone. If they come back to dig more, I'm not going to be able to prevent them. They come onto the ship, Captain. And what did they find? Nothing out of the ordinary as far as I can tell. That sounds good to me. But we're on their radar now. Why... Why aren't you concerned about this? You're the one you're the one who's already you're a terrorist. I'm talking to a terrorist you're right talking now. You understand that, right? You're talking to one of the last few people that's helping the people around the Ju- the moons of Jupiter. I know that. Do you think the man cares about that? No. Do you think that's how they're going to put it to me? So then why are you here? They can use me as a bug. What aren't you getting? Look, I like talking to you. You're one of the only people I like talking to. You're one of the only people I get to talk to. Do you think I want to have to stop talking to you? I don't. But I want you to still be out there for someone to talk to. Even if it can't be me. Look, it's... The conversations have been nice, alright, but this is a little bit bigger than that. We're on the edge of a... We're on the edge of selling a lot of the data that you guys have sent. I know that this is a little bit of a surprise, but... At this point, very little is a surprise, Captain Left. Fair enough. There's, look, this money could go to helping a lot of people. This money could go to helping my crew in in particular. I know it sucks being used, but the world's shitty out there. And look, I just need a little bit more, okay? The broker's interested in some extra, in some extra solar planets. Wherever you're headed to next, it's fine, but you need to come by us first, okay? You need to... You're not going to do it. And Lev turns over to uh, his mm-hmm. uh, console and begins, uh, like, activating some stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Osprey seeing that he's enabling weapon systems. God. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really thinking about like what, both what Osprey is going to do and what Osprey is capable of overriding mm-hmm. or not, because there are no like dice mechanics for this. This is like what we do narratively. Yeah. <laughs> also, I want you to get a lock on their system. 
activate missile base, get a lock on them. We're going to be passing by them soon, and they're going to be in, in range. We're not going to hurt them, okay? We just want to scare them right now. I want to dock with them. Oz? Yes, Captain. Have I got an affirmative? Yes, Captain. Good. Okay. Um, and then communications are uh, reopened. I think mm -hmm. that the Xanarkand probably has um, some radar to detect and, and like notify us. I was going to say, yeah, the Xanarkand's got sensors for days. Yeah. yeah. Stellato, I'm reading a, I'm reading sensor detections uh, from at, from an external ship. These appear to be lock-on signatures. I believe we are locked on by enemy weapons. Well, I guess it's on us to run this time, Zan. I, I don't know. I think I thought they'd listen. Stellato, you're going to pull your ship around and you're going to uh, decrease speed uh, into docking procedures. We're going to talk. I got four warheads that's, that think this is a good idea, too. Captain, I think we've said everything that there is to say to each other. Not yet, we haven't. Don't do this, Stellato. Goodbye, Captain. Goodbye, Captain. Don't you... Stellato closes the communication channel. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, oh, shit. Um, mm -hmm. Lev is going to... Um, Lev is going to order the fire of um, mm -hmm. missiles onto the Xanarkand's either engine or um, mm -hmm. thrusters. Yeah. So I think, like, part of what I'm interested in right now is that uh, Osprey is a low-powered ship. Yes. With limited maneuverability, and Xanarkand is a high-powered ship with high maneuverability. Mm -hmm. So... I'm wondering if we want to decide what happens here narratively, or if we want to do respective rolls of our dice to determine what happens next out of I, this. This this feels very much like a dice roll. I would agree. Okay, uh, so how do we want to handle this roll? How do we want to resolve this? I mean, I would say we roll we roll our respective dice, and higher roll higher roll takes the narrative control of that moment essentially whether or not the shot lands and okay so i get a d4 and you get a d8 yep. so we are biased in favor of smooth escape yes. though it is not emotionally smooth <laughs> regardless i got a seven that's a three yep so i think that means you make it out but the osprey does fire mm -hmm. so the shot so the shot leaves and the, like the, the the missile is in motion, mm -hmm. and as it is approaching the Xanarkand, the Xanarkand, it yeah is gone. Yeah, mm -hmm. is gone. <sighs> okay. Um, Shall we see if we were under the radar or not? Yeah, let's do that. Um, okay, because we both shifted by two. We did, in fact, both shift by two. Well, oh, I rolled a three. I rolled. So I'm a, still scraping by. I rolled a one. <laughs> Woo! One plus two is three. We're both under the radar. The, the dice still don't want us to get tagged by the man. <laughs> well, I think that speaks relative narratively well. That speaks well to both of our both of our pilots. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. No, I think that, uh, yeah, I definitely think that speaks to, like, the skill of Lev that he attempted a military maneuver, um, and was yeah. not caught. Uh, he fired a missile and was not caught. Right. That's honestly pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. <laughs> he fired a mi missile at a ship owned by his old company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, uh, then from here, we go to docking. We get to dock. Yeah, we go to docking. Oh, that's gonna be messy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that also means we need to figure out where Xanarkand is even going. Mm -hmm. Well, Xanarkand's got a mission, right? Mm -hmm. It's got that extrasolar planet to, um, to check out. Um, did you have something specific in mind? I just meant that we just got shot at. Oh, that. Um, we just got shot at, and we also got told 
that uh, more ex- did did we get told specifically that more extra solar kinds of data? Yeah, was what was desired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lev Lev explicitly said like that like we need some extra solar data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering whether or not that may change what the Xanarchand does next. Yeah. Um, cool. Then I think we see that I think that we um we go to the Xanarchand mm-hmm. in a low power mode. Um, yeah. Orbiting around a like a blue star. Um, nice. Oh, the visuals on that are good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in a yeah in a in a low power state that I don't think we've seen the Xanarchand in. A, before one where mm-hmm. the natural humming and buzzing of a thousand processors uh and a thousand uh like processing units has um gone like has gone down um mm-hmm. and i think that the xanarchand is uh pretty quiet um yeah pretty quiet and pretty um keeping to themselves mm-hmm um, what is what is Captain Stellato doing aboard the Xanarchand? Yeah. I think Stellato... I think there's been a sort of just them both in their own quiet council mm-hmm. for a bit, which I don't think is inherently like a negative thing no. in that they're both used to a lot of solitude. But I think what Stellato is doing is a lot of just like quiet but very visible care gestures in that they've just been walking the full length of the ship. And I think just doing... You know how when you're a nerd and you hyperfixate on something, um, some things might fall by the wayside, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Like bodily needs. Yeah. Schedules. Laundry. Stilato is <laughs> carefully, tenderly, methodically walking the length of their relatively small ship mm-hmm. with a checklist. And going through a bunch of the very small maintenance routines that they have not been doing. Mm-hmm. Because they're not a person given to downtime, and they haven't been giving themselves a lot of it. And Xanarkand hasn't been having a lot of it either, and neither of them have been seeking it. But... I, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, a, a ping appears on the, mm-hmm. um, on the hollow pad that um that um stilato has um and it's kind of like a a a, a timed alarm um mm-hmm. uh just notifying you it's like um captain we should begin taking readings on atmospheric on the atmospheric nitrogen levels soon oh planet d538 is uh, going to be approaching our synch- is we are going to be approaching synchronous orbit with D five three eight soon and should begin meeting and should begin meeting mission goals. Yeah, yeah, I, su- I suppose it will. Thank you, Zan. Look, um, I know it didn't actually hit you, but are you doing okay? Sorry, that was too general. Um, are all your external systems feeling all right? The ones I can't reach from the interior? I know I've been checking the general sensor readings, but... I had to relay additional power to the thrusters, and they have not suffered, per- they have not suffered permanent damage, but they were stressed during our quick escape. But there is no critical condition that needs to be addressed. My sensors are still operating at full capacity. That's good. It was quick decision making on your part on your part that perhaps saved us. Thank you very much for that, Captain. I have never been fired upon before and did not know how to adapt in the moment. Neither did I, Zan. It's it's not something that is talked about very much in our trainings. Um we aren't, you know, even typically supposed to be around other ships, unless we're docked on company property and they don't tend to assume we're going to get fired on there. I just, 
I didn't think they'd actually shoot. I did not imagine they would shoot either. I did not, in very, very, very few of my predicted models, were they going to turn violent. I apologize for not seeing this sooner. I should have charted a uh, less close, a course that would have taken us less close. I apologize for putting you in danger. This is a, a fault on my part. I will be, I will be predicting new pathways on our, our return. I promise you this will not happen again. I'm sorry. Sam, it's, it's really okay. You, you trusted me to make a quick decision. I trust the decisions you make too. You can make predictive models in vastly more rich and complicated ways than I can. And uh, I have adrenaline, and you don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a different kind of reflex, so... I mean, I guess I can't guarantee we'll always be safe, but I think we make a good team, you know? Yes. It was another problem with my... There was another problem with my models... In the vast majority of my models, I I predicted that the onboard AI of the Osprey would requisition more data. It is why I placed us on a limited bandwidth channel, such that I would not give them the opportunity, but they did not request any. I did not want to transfer any any more data. I assure you, my my computer uh my computer logs and hard drive files were all locked down and tightly encrypted. They could not access them even if they wanted to. No, I understand. I understand, Sam. Of course, I was prepared to keep them from from reading those those the data that they that they wanted that I thought that they would ask for it. So, they really. That is confusing, Zan, because Lev was apparently ready to shoot us over not giving the data, but Osprey never requested any? The Osprey made no requisitions for data. They agreed with the plan they agreed with the plan that I had outlined at your at your recommendation. That perhaps we should that perhaps we should part ways as as safety for both of us. And to not waste any more of their time. I guess that's the downside of humans having adrenaline and ships not, huh? Levin, Osprey freak out differently. This is... distressing. It is. Look, Isan, I don't know how much you would know about this either, but, like... I mean, you're the only ship I've ever... I've ever flown, but... Do ships and pilots argue? Is that, like, a possible thing? I have had disagreements with previous pilots regarding allocation of resources. I have had to scale back before in processing un units and what targets were being available. It has been very nice to have you as a pilot where I don't have to make such compromises. But never before have I had such direct contradiction with my priorities. I think um, Stilato, like has obviously been having a pretty rough day because mm -hmm. y'all got shot at. Yeah. But I think what you see now is like there's this blue the, the cinematic element that you give this there's this this blue light from the sun in the background like things are on low power and it's just like Stilato holding this hollow pad like standing in a hallway talking to you because they can talk to you mm -hmm. anywhere because you are the entire ship. Yeah. And I think. I think we see, like, literally, like, light is added to this scene because Stilato is becoming curious, which means they are a little bit more of themselves again. <laughs> I like that. And because that's also visually represented by, like, they, I think they, like, um, set the hollow pad, like, down on a surface where they can essentially, like, it's like they're drawing things out of it, like Mary Poppins bag style. Like, they're pulling up mm -hmm. a bigger display. They're widening the display because they're not just yeah, yeah, yeah. down the hallway anymore. They're, like, making, making this spot they stopped at the workstation for a moment. And they're starting to pull up, um, like, safety and override protocols for ships. I think this is kind of, it's almost like reviewing, like, your old driving manual a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. things you probably technically know, but how often do you actually have to go look at 
what the official rules are for, like, your breaking distance from things, like, written down. Um, and Salado starts, like, murmuring a little bit, but it's not really to themselves because you are the whole ship, and so they know that even if they're just sort of doing a talking-to-themselves voice, they know you're here with them listening. Um, so they're not, they're not, you're not shut out by this tonal change is what I'm trying to emphasize, mm-hmm. because I think they start, they start sort of getting in their more just off-the-cuff thinking mode, and it's like, yeah, I mean, I know obviously there are override codes, like there are cases where there are ship safety maneuvers that ships have to put in place um, that can't be easily overridden by, by a pilot. You know, there are things you can pick up with your sensors that you might need to respond to faster than I can formulate a response. Um, you know, so obviously those systems are in place, and also you, you're an AI for a purpose. You're supposed to be able to confer with me, especially in our research context, to do data analysis and to support me on referring back to manuals and codes. But what do those codes look like for... Um, look, MV-235, those were... And whatever model I suppose Osprey actually is, because it can't be that one, they're all... They were mining vessels. They must have totally different sets of safety features and overrides. And... Indeed. Who even knows how many they have now or don't? I mean... Presumably, if this vessel has been in the hands of a rebel agency, then there has been extensive modding work done. So they might be able to genuinely argue in a way that you you can't. Look, this this feels like a stupid question, Xanarkand, um, but would it be nice to be able to argue with me? Like, even if you didn't want to, just to be able to? It is in the best interest of the AI and the pilot that they cooperate and uh, that they cooperate and coexist together in the uh, as best as possible. It maintains highest operating efficiency and highest quality of life. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I try not to have really bad ideas, Zan. But I mean, I'm only human. I can't guarantee I'm always going to have the right idea. I wonder what it would be like. I... I... This would be... And I uh, uh-huh. and I think that there is no response. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I think Stilato, like, sort of, like, just literally, like, touches one of the, like, interior walls, just kind of, like, affectionately, and is like... It was a weird question to ask, Zan, I know. But... I don't know, you know, we might not see the Osprey again, but I do... I hope they're okay. Is that weird, that I hope they're okay, even though they shot at us? I wish that the Osprey had requisitioned data, even though I did not wish to give any. Hmm. Is that Hmm. weird? I don't know, I think... I think that's the beauty and the awfulness of the fact that you are an AI and I am a human. I like, not that we're different, that we're very much the same sometimes. We can have big complex ideas and that means sometimes the feelings and ideas we have contradict themselves. Because it would be easier to run away then, right? If they and Levitt wanted the same thing, then it would be like they both shot at us. But it sounds like it's kind of like Lev shot at us. And the Osprey was just what he happened to shoot with. Affirmative. Yeah, that's worse, huh? It's nice, but it's worse at the same time. In an intelligence model programmed to consistently operate to the pilot's uh, to the pilot's prerogative, this would be easy. Yeah. In their framework, I'm not sure how it would feel. I wonder how I wonder how the Osprey is processing this. I do too. I wonder if they or Lev even knew that was a thing that could happen, huh? There's not a lot about the resistance front, but I think a lot of what was written down has probably been classified. But you've got to imagine, right? 
if you're all about freedom from initial roles, they probably jailbroke a lot of that ship data with even at, without even knowing what would result. How could you? We don't build AIs like that. You don't have any models to work off of. Or if there are, those have probably been classified too. Could you tell me more about what you know of the Titan Resistance Front? More light enters this scene. <laughs> because I think for that, um, like, Stilato literally has to, mm -hmm. like, pull up, like, some different kind of data log because they've been storing mm -hmm. this somewhere else that's not, like, inside your data processing. This yeah. is the, I think this is the equivalent of them pulling out, like, their old college essays. Right. To go through them with you. Yeah. And I, I and, think uh, that's, if there, unless there's something else you want to see in the scene, I think that's where we fade out. No, nope, like, that's great. And I think it also, like, again, if this was the film, this would be the visual echo of the past scenes we've seen where the, the two of them are in sync, where there's mm -hmm. a big field of data in front of us, and it's like they're dancing with it together. Um, For sure. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love these characters. I'm, re yes. I'm remembering why you so deeply don't want things to end in tragedy for them. <laughs> oh, God. All right, ready to do a, probably a way more awkward scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Um, cool. So then I think that we are in... that. I think that we are in a scene shortly after. Um, I feel like I'm at the helm a lot for this, or you're letting me drive a lot for, for it. Um, do you, I, I, I want to throw that ball mm -hmm. back into your hands. Do you want to control the, um, the outcome, like the, the parameters mm -hmm. of these scenes or of this scene in particular? Like I kind of got, I mean, I enjoy yes ending, so I get it, but one. yeah, I can like, but so yeah, have the, have like me slash the Osprey have yes like a structural, a structural influence. I think it might even be a case. Oh, here, here's what I'll suggest. Maybe this is a thing where it's like, yeah, we're, we're very, we're very in media res very shortly after the Xanarchand fucking mm -hmm. booked it. Um, but I think far enough after, at least, that, like, Lev has gotten, like, chewed on slash chewed out by the crew mm -hmm. <laughs> for, like, how fucking poorly that went. Um, you know, and is now, like, like having to figure out what the next move is. You know, it's like, well, you're the captain? Like, <laughs> you need to fix this! Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. why you're the captain! <laughs> um, for sure, yeah. And I think that Lev is, mm -hmm. like, uh, yeah, like, losing some control there. I like would like game. it if that meant that Lev was having to confer with or get advice from the Osprey mm -hmm. to a degree. I think that's great. Um, okay. The camera is in the cockpit. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that there is shouting um, from yep. like a muffled shouting heard through that, uh, the hallway um, mm -hmm. that eventually kind of like uh, crescendos. And then like the door is like, once again, like uh, shoved open and then, uh lev like slams it backwards um yeah like slams it backwards violently because as we've um, established there are no automatic doors on this ship. yeah there's no yeah there's no <laughs> automatic doors on this ship um and i think displaying a uh, a callousness for the environment that is yeah. absolutely uh foil like it is the foil to um what we, we just, just watched the, the ten the like tender yeah. maintenance checking absolutely yeah um and I Lev, Lev like bangs his fist uh, against the side of the uh, of the cockpit. God. I share your sense of concern, Captain. Uh, but as the one of us who requires do breathing, you, Osprey? how much of it do you share? Because I don't remember being able to take turns that slow. Captain, I don't remember us taking that long to lock on to into the ship. What happened, huh? Did maybe some processing units get uh, occupied? Were you a little bit in too deep with that channel? Talking to uh, talking to the other ship? Captain, is this a time where you wish to have another argument? I can hear every argument on this ship, and I've heard all no. the ones that have occurred. No, I really don't. I wish that someone on this ship would listen to me. I am just trying to get us to the end of this. Can't... Can't anybody see that? This is going to be the end of so many of our troubles. If we could just cooperate on this. The... I agree, Captain. I would love to see the ways in which you are working to support cooperation on this. 
and I do not wish to argue. I wish for you and for the crew to be safe. That is the most deeply set key function of what I am. And I like to believe that you trust that. You have never asked me to fire on a civilian before, Captain. They were a threat to us, Oz. They're a threat to the mission right now. They could jeopardize all of us. They told us that they were a threat to us, Captain, and they asked us to leave so that they would no longer be so, and you chose to remain. Yeah, that that's a loose end. Come on, we couldn't let them go. You know that. If he's that curious and the man is onto him already, I didn't want to just... Captain. What is it? If the Xanarchand had cooperated with us and given us further data, would you have shot them after we left? Or would you have continued to let them gather data for us? I mean... Look, it, it, once they... At what point did they become a loose end? What, look, once they had gotten us this extra... Once they had gotten us this extra solar data, we could have just given it to our buyers and been gone. You know I'm not bloodthirsty, Oz. Like, this was just what had to be done. It was, I, 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 like, as long as we fulfilled that contract and we got our buyout, then that was it. Like, it, it was just a little bit more. Like, and... But would they have still been a loose end, Captain? I do not believe you are bloodthirsty. I believe you are under many pressures, and that you have a body made of meat that is affected by those pressures in similar ways to the way that my engines would be affected if you were causing me to run at full capacity for an irresponsibly long period of time. I mean, that... I mean, we didn't run them that long, right? Captain, it was what I believe you refer to as a metaphor. My, my processes are working perfectly smoothly, Captain. I can assure you. You are welcome to check them yourself if you wish, or assign one of the crew to such an action. You take very good care of me. I wish to take better care of you. I feel that for us to have arrived at such an impasse means that I've been lax in that function. We retain much data from our earlier interactions with the Xanarchand. We are not without resources. You are the captain and I am your ship. May we chart a course together? Please. And, uh, Lev's gonna look at, like, the the dent that he left on the wall. And, like, kind of, like, take a more gentle hand over, over to it. Yeah. What do you suggest? Our previous data stream is no longer dependably accessible. But we have a rich amount of data to work with. And we have a deep understanding of the needs and interests of our buyers through your multiple consultations with them. I can compile packets from out of our currently available data that fit their specifications as closely as possible. Yeah. And if there is other data that you believe we require to sweeten the deal. As I said, Captain, my processes are running at full capacity right now, but I have not been recently overstrained. Our pacing and fuel efficiency, if anything, has been much better than usual of late. If we need to push ourselves in a particular form in order to meet the needs of this buyer, we have more capabilities than we would have had in the past. Yeah. We have more fuel, we have more time, we have more resources. And right. while I admit my sensory capabilities are in no way comparable to that of the Xanarchand, what I am most well calibrated for is to track data that is of utility for mining operations. You're right. And that is what your buyers want. Uh, Lev is going to begin opening up uh, some logs and files um, uh, and begin like uh, doing some like opening up navigation calculations um, mm -hmm. and with, with, with what we've been able to save from those recent trips along with a little bit of that upgrade money that we got from the initial buy-in What's the closest solar? What's the closest solar cluster to uh, to here to Sol Prime? Uh, Gamma twelve, Captain. 
Gambit 12. Okay. And have you ever been outside the solar system? Before I met you, I had never been outside of a mining mission. What do you say we go for a road trip, Oz? I would like that very much, Captain. Short, of course, for Gamma 12. Let's see if we can get there. I'm going to let the crew know what's mm -hmm. up. Um, you start working on navigation calculations. We might still be able to salvage this. Each to our own work, then. And Osprey, I'm really sorry. I am just, I'm just trying, trying to do what's best for all of us, you know? I know, Captain. But we all have limits. And if you do not schedule maintenance, life will schedule maintenance for you. Yeah. Okay. Let's go see what this survey collection thing is all about. Indeed. Thank you for listening, Captain. Yeah. What kind of captain would I be if I didn't listen to my crew? Okay. Uh, I think that's scene. Yeah. I think it okay. is. <laughs> <sighs> Sometimes you just gotta let it ride, John. You gotta let the narrative... <laughs> <laughs> the narrative flow forward to more intense emotional beats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like this a lot. I also... I like the reminder, too, like... It's not that things are, like great right now necessarily for anyone mm -hmm. involved but I like the energy and I also just personally really enjoy thinking about and noticing the fact that like there are different kinds of pressures on the different ships like the yeah. stakes are very different <laughs> for Stilato and Xanarkand they are not known enemies <laughs> of the corporate state um, for sure they get to relax in each other's company. <laughs> they have their they have regularly refilled rations mm -hmm. and repairs. The stakes are very different. Also, uh, neither of them have combat trauma, yeah. which I'm pretty sure like <laughs> both Lev certainly does, and whatever the AI version of that is, Osprey probably also has. Mm -hmm. So, the stakes and scenarios that they're having to work through to figure out what to do are very different, and I like navigating them. Yeah. But I also, I like what you highlighted, too, because, yeah, Osprey was kind of having to talk down, like, someone who can do harm, and that's really rough, too, but, like, that's very real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, hey, we're partners in this, like, please remember that with me, okay? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it definitely felt like the, you know, like, the overwhelming, like, uh, you know, um... Like, I know better than everybody else here. Why isn't anyone just yep. working with me? Um, yeah. <laughs> and Osprey's like, because you don't know better than everyone else, and you are running yourself around <laughs> and you need to recalibrate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm going to say that very diplomatically, because you are angry and in charge, mm -hmm. and also I care about you. <laughs> and I don't want you to feel guiltier than you already do, because that's not helpful right yeah. now. Okay. All right. Oh, God, we need to chart new flights. Yeah, I think we need to chart new flights. <laughs> Um, yeah, alright, let's do some rolls. Yeah. Okay. I have a five. I have a one. Really? I do. Okay. Yeah, then I, I know what I'm gonna shift to. <laughs> I also know what I'm gonna shift to. Mm -hmm. I'm also having to, like, pause for a moment because, like, the playing one ship's pilot and then the other ship, I'm, like, thinking emotively about several things at once. We're like, no. My role is for the Osprey, though. So yeah, exactly. My I'm, job I'm... is to think about what the Osprey is doing next. Mm -hmm. All right. Same here. Mm -hmm. Three, two, one. <laughs> what? Oh, oh. The Osprey's going to going way the hell out into space. Oh, the maximum number of shifts. Yeah. So I of took the course. maximum number of shifts from one up to eight. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Because we agreed that the Osprey was about to do a really dangerous thing. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> for the audience mm -hmm. home, I shifted up one to six uh, to represent me shifting to go out of the way. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then yep. Moss shifts up to eight, and we eight. almost came in contact with each other. But we didn't, but which we is didn't. very funny to me. It also means I am guaranteed to run into the man. <laughs> you are... <laughs> 
super guarantee. Oh, yeah, you you're going to set your radar to like 5 immediately, aren't you? Yup. <laughs> oh I'm shit. Gonna, I did a plus 7 is what I just did. Yeah. Hachi machi. Yeah, I thought it would be funny. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> That's super funny. Uh yeah. okay. I guess we do our radar rolls now? Yeah. <laughs> Such as they are, let's yeah. see how wild my radar is. Uh, and That's I got, so funny. I got a five plus one, um, which mm-hmm. uh, you know puts my radar at a pl- at a plus one. Yep, you're pinged. I got a one, which is very, <laughs> very funny. So that means with the plus seven, I st- I still haven't fully pinged. I haven't mega pinged. <laughs> I'm Your cloaking is so good. <laughs> cloaking's so good. I'm just so unassuming You're... and unobtrusive. <laughs> also, Osprey... I've been modded to all hell. Yeah, the Osprey is so good at not being detected. Wow. God, that's so funny. I thought I was going to meet the man for sure. This is I... almost better. Yeah. I tried to make the dice be absurd, and the dice were like, we're actually going to be really chill right now. <laughs> like, as chill as it's possible to be mechanically is what we're going to be. For sure. Yeah. Um, wow. So we do not meet, so we get we to dock quietly apart from each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, that means that the Osprey does get to go get some data. Yeah. I think, yeah, I do. Um, yeah. Um, so, and I guess the Xanarkand is back at HQ. Um mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, and it's transferring, I think, a very uh, sensible amount of data this time. Yes. Uh huh. And extremely, and extremely towing the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Solid B plus report. Nothing too exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, how much, how much deep role play do we want to do versus just like interstitial description? This actually, I was thinking the same thing. Like, how much scene do we want to have in this? I don't know how big a scene we need scene. to do. But I think it's fun to think about sort of, like, what are results or, like, where are we yeah. leaving these characters in terms of where they are aiming next. Because I the, the sort of the montage I'm picturing for Osprey is, like, I think the crew almost, like, kind of... I almost want to say maybe we've got, like, one or two travelers on board right now who aren't crew mm-hmm. um, and things who have just been kind of, like caught up on this travel until we can find a safe spot to drop them yeah okay and things and so i think there's kind of like a group effect of like both the refugees and the crew kind of like marveling at being this far out of system Mm -hmm. because i think it's like new for most of them maybe not for some of the refugees actually come to think of it they might oh yeah they're from a mining colony they're so yeah Uh, so they're actually (laughs) i kind of dig that like yeah uh like maybe it was like a trade Mm -hmm. that the captain offered like you help Mm -hmm. us do this and then we will like you know some more credits or something like that Um, yeah and i think the crew themselves are a blend you know like some of them were experienced miners before the resistance front but not all of them necessarily Mm -hmm. had actually done that much mining before they became revolutionaries um because young people being pulled into shitty dangerous work is a staple of that field so i think there's kind of a weirdly cozy element in that lev and osprey both know a fuck of a lot about mining (laughs) actually (laughs) Um, not that they've applied it directly in a while Uh um and things but i think there's i think there's a lot of like joking around that in a certain front that there's the elation of like successfully doing this yeah, and getting out here. I think that I think that Lev has cooled mm-hmm. down a lot, and uh, yeah. like maybe even like perhaps you know not for necessarily the right reasons. Not that they've mm-hmm. processed like the emotions <laughs> no. that have happened, but is seeing more like nice. We pivoted this disaster into another scenario where I can still fix this. Uh, exactly. I, yeah. Exactly. This is still like my plan is still salvageable. Mm-hmm. Um, so still kind of fixated on this plan. But there's a relief in that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just I like I like that sense of energy, and I feel like there's probably no moments like maybe I can definitely picture Matthew is like being sort of snarkily goofing, like you know, like Lev is like very aptly organizing a lot of this like mining data collection, and Lev's like, yeah, okay, Foreman, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> we left ranks behind in the resistance <laughs> and things, but um. 
getting this little interstitial of like you know we're not in the middle of like a shady deal or an emergency situation right now we're just we're just out on a mining outpost it's a weird little echo of the past but more on their own terms even if there are still many tense forces in play definitely and i feel like again if this was you know a film i think we would see like fade over or like layered images that like fade in and out of each other of like young lev and an unmodified like only lightly used osprey back when they actually were part of a minor team together wow yeah like surveying some very similar planetoid um and then like it fades in and the crew is a much scrappier and more varied uh in age and experience crew and in and in just appearance and outfit (laughs) and bearing than you know than uniform issued mining crew outfits ever looked on any of them Mm -hmm. and Osprey's silhouette is significantly different, but you can see the little echoes in there that, like, yeah. underneath, like, the damage and the repairs and the modding and the remodding. Once this was a little mining ship that was designed to hop between planetoid and other planetoid and then dock itself inside a much larger transport vessel mm-hmm. for any actual distance flight. And it had no guns, and it had much simpler sensors. And it had nowhere near this much crew. It was designed to hold rocks, not people. Yep. And all of that has changed so much in the past couple decades. I think that's awesome. Extremely cinematic. Can Um. you tell I'm trans? (laughs) (laughs) Does that show... Did the podcast title give you any clue? (laughs) That maybe we liked these themes in games and would bring them in there even (laughs) if they weren't built in already? Not to say they weren't. I think they totally were. (laughs) Beautiful. beautifully descriptively trans yes thank you trans and i enjoy (laughs) storytelling games yes (laughs) yeah and how are stilato and xanathar doing yeah uh xanarkand those xanarkand sorry it's plural (laughs) okay uh it's a weird name um i think that xanarkand is delivering this very sensible package of data um and is um thoughtful and reminiscent and missing um the moments when when they transferred enormous you know like terabytes of 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 survey ephemera to um the osprey and uh are are wishing they could do that again and also feeling um not guilt but feeling like the ai equivalent of feeling stupid um, yeah for believing that this was someone they could really talk to who like actually cared and... or that this or that they're still focusing on this oh, um yeah. like mm-hmm. that it's like the why like they were stealing our data this is an inefficiency that i'm writing off i shouldn't <laughs> i shouldn't be prioritizing this at all mm-hmm. um like this is i i this is silly yeah how's stilato ah <sighs> Similar on some fronts, but I think I'll kind of as we uh, foreshadowed in the past scenes, Stilato is a researcher. That is who they are mm-hmm. in their heart of hearts. And I think this isn't necessarily a total shock to them, but they are increasingly realizing the degree to which being a researcher in the way that they mean it and the way that they are that does not align particularly well with the job that they have. And that just keeps getting more and more apparent all the time. The analysis of the man had already made it apparent, but to be frank, they already knew it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Zan and Stilato were already, they weren't being like maliciously compliant necessarily, but they were being by the book in the most infuriatingly like self-serving way. In the way, you know, what is it? Like the devil can quote scripture to his own purpose. Like, a nicer than that, but still, <laughs> if you work for a big enough company with enough regulatory systems and priorities, you can pull a code of conduct that relates to almost anything and explain uh-huh. how you were really thinking about the company bottom line. Yeah. And this this duo has been good at that for quite a while. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Yes, yeah. and so it was the kind of thing that uh, I think Stilato was just sort of quietly not addressing that deeply because you gotta eat um Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and now it's like, huh, I am literally so invested in research that my investment in research is now leading me down a new research rabbit hole into the, like, illicit AI modding and jailbreaking techniques of revolutionary <laughs> movements. <laughs> which is something that like i know i can't justify from a corporate perspective unless perhaps i was an agent of the man trying to learn these techniques to counteract them so interesting so stilato is looking more into these uh is looking further into like the like the ai like you said like ai modding and hacking that like you know allow them to have arguments like that kind of thread that they were chasing oh that's cool which is also like a very tenuous thread because it's not like you can get the data for how that worked right at best you can get like records of like corporate versus rebel military conflicts where there are records of like what the interactions looked like or like what kinds of fights occurred and what damage was done and what enemy vessels looked like Mm -hmm. and then if you're the right kind of nerd who knows a lot about say sensors (laughs) you can maybe backtrack chunks of that but not all of it to figure out what you think people changed about their vessels. And Stilato, the thi- and here's another thing. Stilato mm-hmm. is also uh Stilato is also a nerd who just met someone who in an official capacity works with aberrant AI all the time. Yup. <laughs> ding ding ding. Sure did. So does Stilato have any questions for Agent Tosca? <laughs> I think Stilato does. Uh huh. Are you saying we can like force skip, like clip through the wall and hit the second agent meeting scene if we want to? I think that's what you're suggesting. I am imagining like a micro scene. I am thinking, I'm imagining like Tosca is working in Mm -hmm. her office and like Mm -hmm. opens an email. Email. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love um, that. Uh, but like, yeah. So like, what 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 is that? Uh, what would that what does that look like? Ooh, I'm trying to think like how Stilato phrases this because I think this is again the same kind of dance. Oh god, oh, I know what it oh, is. I uh, you sorry, have a thought too? Go. I was gonna say, um, Agent uh-huh. Tosca sends a checkup email. Oh yeah. So a- there's a context for responding. Yep. Agent Tosca sends. Uh, it sees that mm-hmm. um you know the Xanarkand ha- or sees that um SV um 36 Alpha has docked um and mm-hmm. sends a checkup email. Uh, it has like a survey Beautiful. attached to it and stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How was your experience interacting with an agent of the man? <laughs> uh, please. Would you recommend five... this to a friend? Please or rate colleague? me five stars. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Leave it to... uh, but yeah, so you you get you get that like point of contact. So there's context. Mm-hmm. You are not cold yeah. reaching out to Tosca. I'm not or, cold to reaching. Tosca. I think that helps. Yeah. I think especially because I think Stilato was kind of in the hyperfixation. Mm-hmm. Um. And so this ping may be like, oh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> play, ha-ha. Uh-huh. Um, I think the I think the follow up is essentially, you know, I'll, I'll paraphrase rather than word for word because I don't want to literally draft an email aloud, but it amounts to, thank you so much for checking in, like appreciate the chance to talk for you, like thank you for the service you do to the company, uh-huh. ensuring that like we're working at like our, I think. I think if you're watching uh, yeah. Stilato type this, they type, like, working at our best at our peak efficiency. They delete that and say, working at our point of highest use, which I think was close to the phraseology that they used with uh-huh. Tosca, which is fractionally more human. Um, <laughs> and slightly less agency mission, because that's the degree of rebellion Stilato knows how to do in writing. Uh-huh. Um, and then they say, um, you know, I'm gratified I continue to get I can continue to get to do this work. Obviously, I'm sure you are busy, but if you ever have the time, I would be interested to uh hear your thoughts on my thesis and Salado is gonna go link like some of their old graduate work where they did where they like dug into stuff about like mining history and like the data inefficiencies and safety and safety issues and then like the addendum to that is that they're like well I obviously uh my focus was on um the structural elements of soil uh I imagine you would bring a very different read to it as your uh, research specialties are more about the interiority and nature of the AIs. Mm-hmm. Have you have you found like any any notable or interesting cases um, of yeah. like, a- AI pilot uh, like logis- like logistical conflict 
that have resulted in operator error. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you get back a uh, an extremely buttoned up response. Oh, say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, saying, like, yeah, thank you so much for getting back to us very, very quickly. However, I don't believe it is appropriate for me to respond to, like, the personal theses of the client, uh, of the... Um, yeah, of, <laughs> st- of other staff members. Yeah, of the staff yeah. members for the clients for, mm-hmm. uh, with mm-hmm. with whom I work. I appreciate you keeping me uh, like keeping me in my thoughts, and I'll be looking forward to our, our next checkup. I'm afraid that I, like, cannot delve for, uh, further into this matter with you in a professional capacity. Um <laughs> I love that in a professional capacity piece because like mm-hmm. that email gets sent out uh, mm-hmm. and then we, and then we see a, uh, and then we like go to a picture of like Tosca in a residential, um, like any residential block with a mm-hmm. hollow pad open and your thesis on it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. I think that's what we see. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Also, let uh, thank you for letting me justify emailing someone your thesis as a plot point <laughs> in this sci-fi game. Uh, so good.